I-C-K-B-A-C-K, the kickback. We live in effect with Reek Reek, Bree Bree, and your boy E-B. Let's have fun. What's good, um, kickback family? This is another, I would say, another episode of three of your favorite people in all of the land. Wow, guys, we just knocked out five full months of 2021. Wow. And as we start month mm-hmm. six, look like we about to get, I ain't gonna say back to normal, but it definitely feel that way. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I know whether you like it or not, slide into your local Wally World, Walmart, ain't no masks. Kids running around really? everywhere. You ain't got mm. like people shoulder to shoulder. Like you got people who's telling you I'm fully vaccinated. So I don't care what y'all got going on because I am good. I don't know. Shout out to the people who being just themselves and say we back. Oh man! But other than that, Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all doing? What's the tip like? I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for the fully wild and we just act like this pandemic never happened. Now I am ready to start moving forward, but a little tiptoe, not a full sprint out the gate. Like I'm not ready for all of that. I guess maybe I haven't been out that many places because I'm like, this is shocking. But then again, you know, I haven't been at Walmart. My husband has, so he probably has seen more of the shenanigans than me. I did go to Target the other day, but Target's always a little more calm than Walmart. (laughs) So uh, I haven't seen all that, but um I'm doing well. I am excited to hopefully start tiptoeing a little more freely out the door. I am still pl- planning on being prepared to have a mask on hand. I'm not fully like, let me have the mask off yet. In certain spaces, close spaces, you know, that I feel comfortable, I feel like, okay, I might experiment a little, but not at the stores yet. But I feel good that we are kind of seeming to slowly turn a corner in this pandemic. I am a good 78. I am excited about what's to come. I believe God has always been working, but, you know, hopefully coming soon, the Lord continues to do some awesome, exciting things. Lovely day. That's my song. Oh, classic. Oh, we need to do an episode of highlights from the past year, not like the lowlights. I know there are a lot of ones, but one of my highlights is when Kurt Frank snatched up his son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely day. No, I, I love it when disrespect gets checked. Gotta love it. Amen. My vibe is pretty chill. And I had such a great review at work this week. And I just feel like, I absolutely love what I do, you guys. I've known what I've wanted to do since I was 14. And a lot of people are like, well, what's your backup plan? What's this? What's that? I felt like just confidence in the Lord with the gifts and talents he gave me and the visions and just the desires he put on my heart. I knew that I was going to do what I'm doing today. So it's really hard when I struggle with that just because of various things and just wondering You know, am I growing out of this season? And if I am, what does that look like? But it wasn't that. It was just that people were getting on my nerves. I still absolutely love what I do. And I have an amazing supervisor. And when we just go back to the heart of what I do, because the heart of what I do is discipleship through music and arts ministries. And discipleship is what it is, right? Like, despite how other people act. And that is really a joy. It is so cool to see people grow in the Lord and grow in their talent. So I'm just coming back to the heart of that, which is so cool. And I can just feel myself like falling in love. Like there's a scripture in um, Revelation where they're talking to the seven churches and it's like, remember your first love. 
And I feel like, you know, that's the season that I'm coming into, which is exciting. I'll get even more personal with you guys and tell you, I have struggled with painful periods, like my whole life, like to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to sit out for a day or two. Um, but I've been working with a natural path, natural path. Like, is that what they call it? That's what I call it. A doctor. And it turns out, I honestly believe that the reason is because I just never drink water. Me and Sharika will tell you, we just aren't drinkers of things like, no, I don't drink alcohol. I don't think it's a sin, but like, I just come from a family with really like alcohol abuse on both sides. And it's just never been something that I was ever interested in, but I don't like to drink soda. I don't like to drink water. I just don't like to drink things, period. But my last cycle, I drank half a gallon a day and it was one of the smoothest experience ever. And I was like, don't tell me I've been putting this on myself because I've been dehydrated. (laughs) And there's other things I've been doing too that has just like really aided to that. So my song today is Morning by Francis and the Lights. He said, never thought I'd see the light again. I got something I can see again. I think I can finally breathe again. Shout out to me being fully vaccinated. I've got something to believe in. Jesus Christ. I can finally see the end. Morning. I love that song. Now, listen, I'm not going to lie. I may or may not have heard it on the Kardashians. It may or may not be the song that opens our show. That doesn't mean it can't be my check. And I haven't even seen the recent season, but y'all in the pandemic, it got real. I feel like I've seen every random show. Why am I lying? I watched it a little bit before the pandemic too. I just don't want to be judged. That's my tip. EB, how you feeling? I am feeling, um, I'll say I'm feeling good. If I had to put a number on it, I'm probably in the mid eighties. Things are, as some would say, swell on my end. Like, I never understand what that means. I'm assuming if I had to take a wild guess, I'm not going to Google it real quick, but it might be so well. But like, when I think of swell, I think of like somebody, your body swollen, like it's nothing happy about that. Like, a, you know, a swollen lip or something swell, like you're swelling up. I, why would I feel swell? So that just always throws me off when people say I am swell today. Now, granted, I don't hear that often. Um, when people ask me how I'm doing, I hit them with a, it's another day in paradise, because I am going to let people know that despite what you're going through in your life, I'm going to make sure that I'm good. I'm going to make sure it feels like I'm on the beaches of Haiti somewhere, that I'm on the beach of the um, Jamaica on St. Thomas or Jamaica, like anywhere in the Caribbean or even on the coast of Florida or even on Maui or Oahu or any of these places. Random fact. I don't know why they call it, but somebody, I just heard a joke on one of these lame commercials and I'm like, I'm just going to throw it on the pot. Why does Hawaii have interstates? Is it interstates because you're going from one state to another? Who is Hawaii driving to? The middle of the Pacific? That ain't no interstate. That's just the highway that they have. But the song that I have right now is um, more famous. I guess, I guess I'll say famously known by son. I want to say um, All Sons and Daughters, but it's Great Are You, Lord. Because it used to be one of those jams. But it's just that you give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great Are You, Lord. Now, the part that used to always get me on this song was when it goes to the second part of, I guess you could say the bridge or the chorus where it says, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So in my mind, every time I used to sing that Sundays, just to be real with y'all, I used to have to stop because if his breath is in my lungs, that means everything that comes out of me should be of him. And that don't always be the case. So it used to be a sense of conviction when I used to get to that line and I'm like, Mm, I'm ready to snap on somebody already after church and I already know who it is. And this is what I was working in direct youth ministry at a specific location, or it's like, I don't even want to be here right now. Like if it wasn't because of my check, 
like I would be at another church or I would be at the crib. So it'll be moments where God will speak into me in those moments. So, um, but that's my song and any other song. If you are a person of faith, don't just be singing the songs because the praise team doing their thing or the video on the screen is on point. Make sure that this is something that you at least attempted to live out because we all going to fall short. We all going to have our struggles. We all going to have our ups and downs. But don't just be like, well, I went to the song and I sung the songs today. No, it's deeper than that. Let your life, um, I guess, manifest those things to be. That's all I got for my temp check. Sharika, we got a lovely table on this, I guess, this first week of June. Who get to sit down with the squad today? I told y'all that lately I have been into the nanny. I've watched it a long time ago, but I've been back on it. It's just been giving me a sense of giggles and joy. When you just need to watch something that's lighthearted, that's not too much. On you know, I don't do scary. I already told y'all that. Well, if I haven't, I don't. I don't be even liking a whole lot of, thr- uh, I'm not even thrillers. What's the one where suspense? I don't even like suspense. I'm more like a comedy, uh, romantic type of movie type of person or TV show. But sometimes you just want something lighthearted. And I've been watching The Nanny. So in the spirit of that, I've been like, oh, let me learn a little bit more about Fran because she just be making me so happy. I'm not going to go into all her stuff, but if you do like the nanny, as I was reading up about her, a lot of what they put in the show is her real life. Like her mom was a bridal consultant. Like she grew up in Flushing. She really does have an older sister named Nadine. It was just interesting. The reason why I, what I did appreciate and learned about her when I was doing my just side research as I was watching the show is some of the things that I think that are really cool and just interesting about her that I didn't really know. She is a survivor of uh, uterine cancer. She started a foundation called Cancer Schmancer, where she dedicates her time to ensuring that all women can diagnose cancer within the first stages to hopefully have a better outcome. So she does a lot of work in bringing awareness. She's done so much work behind the scenes, like her ex-husband, the producer of the show, and she worked a lot on that show and a lot of other shows. I was just kind of surprised that she was more than just an actress. She's done a lot of things behind the scenes, but she also has a lot of causes and for for the LGBT community. She's done a lot of organizations and even started her own in support of just human rights. And I was surprised by that and also pleased by that. And so I wanted to bring Fran because she's fun. She's funny. But also, sis be out here working. She be uh, working behind the scenes on the job. But also, she's like, not just the work on the job, directing um, TV shows. And she was on Broadway. But she also be like, but I'm also going to help. And I'm going to do start my own nonprofit organization to help women with cancer. So I'm like, you know what, Fran? Come on over to the kickback. We would love to have you. I love that her middle name is Joy. Yes. And she so. definitely lived that out on the show as well. Like she made that show, at least the nanny, at least I don't know all her other mm-hmm. shows that she dove into. But on the nanny, she definitely lived that middle name out and made it like on point. So shout out to her. I know. It was giving me joy. Today, friends, we're going to be talking about something that the three of us have in common. We didn't even know each other at this time, but we had something in common. 
We all went to camp. We all worked at camp. It was some of the best times of my life. And we wanted to just talk to you guys a little bit about our camping experience. It's practically summertime. If you're in Florida, you're already out of school. Some of the other states, y'all still in school a little bit into June, but it's almost that time, whether your kids go to day camp, whether you go to day camp, worked at a day camp, or for us, we have in common, we went to overnight sleep camp, which I think is an experience that everyone definitely should have. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Sabrina, EB, I told y'all it was a joy for me. How did you guys feel about summer camp? For me, it was definitely similar. It was a joy, but it, it was different going to camp during my early years of camp, like from like eight to about 13 or 14, only because decisions had to be made as a kid. It was, hey, you get to go to camp, but then you miss out on summer travel basketball because Mm. of just conflicting dates. Or, hey, you get to go to camp, but part of the family is going to Haiti for vacation and mom and dad is okay with you going to camp because then you stand with another relative. Or they go to Haiti for like four or five weeks and then I only go for like one or two because I was at camp the other part. And it was decisions that even my parents allowed us to make even that, at that early age. Now, some of them were easy to make because my brother and them, they would be like, well, we going to camp too. Um, so with them going to camp, it would be like, okay, a group of us get to stay in there. Some of them were like, nope, I don't like camp. The food is nasty. Ain't no Haitian food there. People trash. And if I'm being real, back then when I was going to camp, it wasn't so many people who looked like me who was there. And for those of you who know where I went to camp at, you can just go look at the walls. Um, of the pictures, well, now it's a TV with pictures of a slideshow. And you look at that staff, it was definitely like three or four people who looked like me. So it wasn't like I was like relating and clicking with everybody who was on staff. Now, granted, it was mm. some people who dope, who didn't look like me. I was a kid and I was very aware of different things, especially coming from a neighborhood where everybody in a sense looks like me. But no, it was good. Like you, I met some of my best friends at camp, whether it be working or as a camper. Shout out to one of my homies. Oh, by the time this dropped, he'll be Captain Dominic Blanford. But shout out to D-Boy, who's actually in my hometown now, serving in ministry, him and his wife and their three beautiful children. But we met at camp and we kind of clicked up by, I guess you could say, well, I don't know, we might get into different stories and I might share that, but I love camp and I still do. And I'm still there every summer now. I'm interested in these stories you have to share because EB, you guys, I have so much respect for EB. Before I moved to Florida, I just knew of him because of camp vibes and stuff. And he just saw me passing by. We were actually at a camp. And he just gave me some encouraging words for like my professional future. And I was like, oh man, that guy's really chill. He's really cool. That was so encouraging. And I just think the world of him, but y'all, the stories he tells about his youth, I'm like, who are you? I wouldn't have been friends with that guy. <laughs> like, and he's such a great example to like the young men and everything. But when he talked about clicking up, mm-hmm, I'm like, and what was that click up to? So I don't know what Sharika <laughs> has in store for us in the questions, but I'm already just like Sabrina. Don't judge EB because he's changed as have you. So let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I loved camp growing up. Camp is a huge reason I am who I am today. I was introduced really to what I wanted to do as an adult through camp. I had the most amazing youth leaders, the most amazing instructors and seeing what they did every summer made me want to do it. Camp is my favorite part of my job. So I pretty much never stopped going. (laughs) Has there ever been a summer? No, I've been going to camp since every summer since third grade. There's never been a summer I haven't been at overnight camp and I wanted it that way. I loved it so very much. I mean, I had a good childhood at home too, but camp, I mean, you got three meals, snacks, 
friends, activity. In the summer of fourth grade, I started going to the music and arts camp in my home state. So that was really, really cool. And my relationship with the Lord, the way I grew at camp, because I grew up going to Christian camp. So all the stereotypical things about Christian camp, I was in it. I was all about it. My favorite theme as a kid, or maybe it was just my first theme. And that's why I like, I cling on to it. It was frog fully relying on God. And it was like the little bracelets, like the WWJD, but it said frog on it. And it was just awesome being around other people who understood that part of my life. Like I had friends at school and that was cool. A lot of them knew what Christian was, but were they prepared to live it out? I don't think so. I've always been an old soul to be fair, but camp was school because we were all on the same vibe. Nobody was teasing me, teasing me because of my DC talk or wanting to pray or Like I remember in middle school, I would take my Bible school every day on the bus. And those kids, they bullied me. That was fine. They made fun of me, but um, it wasn't that way at camp. So camp has a really special place in my heart. Y'all shared a little bit about what I'm going to ask next, but what was your one favorite and one worst part of camp? I'm going to pick two favorites. One would be early on childhood is meeting some of my best friends and having a sense of what I felt like freedom. Like not saying my mom Mm -hmm. and daddy didn't like, you know, unloose the leash on us. But it was like, I don't really have to worry about my older siblings because either they were in older cabins or they wasn't even at camp that week. And that ride up, you have your friends from some who you may know from, in my case, my church or from my neighborhood. But then you meet other people and it's like, this is different. And I really enjoyed it. The other part of it, it was similar to me going to um, like the local Boys and Girls Club for me. So it was just like a place uh, for me, a safe place where I can kind of do whatever. I would say the other favorite thing is as I got older, this is where I met my wife. So that's definitely going to always be, I guess you see a highlight or something that sticks out to me as far as a favorite part of camp. And then a worse or a thing that probably would be my least favorite. I had a chance of working at camp a few times or for five full summers. And it was working with people who did not work. And I say working with people who Mm -hmm. did not work. Because I remember somebody telling me, she was at the time our camp director and somebody who I love and I appreciate, but she said, uh, I'm going to need y'all to stop saying free paycheck because if they still on my staff and they still getting a check, it ain't free. Just because you think it's free, that only is free. Like we'll handle them on our end. You worry about your job and do your job. But in my mind, I used to say, but I'm working and they getting the same check I'm getting and I'm doing their job a lot of the times. Or another person who I appreciate, shout out to Major John Murphy. I don't know if he listened to this, but I used to get mad at him. I remember it like it was yesterday, summer of 2010. Every time somebody else had a bad camper, they came to my cabin overnight. And I'm like, no, like that counselor getting the check too. Why this kid got to come to my cabin? I don't want him in here. And usually it was like one of the younger kids who try to be a little older, so to speak. And you know what I did? I just grabbed the older boys, told them, put some work in on that little boy. I bet he won't go bully nobody oh else gosh. after that. My the bu- gosh. The bully gets bullied. Um, so that'll probably oh be my, my, my favorite and least favorite portions of camp. You see, Sabrina was right. Y'all hear these stories, not Evie telling the kids to bully kids. Evie, they sent them to your cabin probably because you were good at handling difficult. Listen, sometimes the summer job ain't for everybody. And they or some people are doing the best they can, but they just can't handle certain kids. They have good confidence in you, EB. My salary didn't go up for that though. So don't give me more work to do Listen. like that. That makes no sense to me. Like logically, that is not helpful it's a for team, me as an individual. EB. It's a team. And like Michael Jordan said, we all we talked about the last dance. 
There's a meat museum, and I'm oh about Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay, so for me, the best part about camp was just camp itself. Camp was, like, my favorite place in the world. And y'all know I'm not an outdoorsy type of girl, but there was something about being in nature and being out there and all the activities and all the friends, just the environment of camp. I just loved it. The other thing, I got three things and because EB said it and reminded me. I met my man at camp too. So, you know, that was a part. I'm going to jump to my worst part and then I'll go back to my life. The worst part about being at camp for me, I hated staying in the cabins. I just didn't like it, which will lead to my best part. And the other thing is the pool bathroom. The pool bathroom was always trash. The pool bathroom is terrible at camp. I hated the pool bathroom. I would never go to the pool bathroom unless it was a last resort. So those are the things I hate about camp. So let me tell you about the best thing. I was in the category of campers that everyone hates. I was a staff kid. And let me tell you, that was my favorite part. Everybody hates a staff kid. If you don't know what a staff kid is, it's a camper that the parent works at camp. So they're in camp, but also we get all the little special treatment as in like, I'm going to my mom. I don't like this food. This is trash, mommy. I don't like this. Is there something on the staff table that I can have? I know when my mom was on the podcast and I was talking about how when she worked at the school, I, I wanted to not be known as her child. I wanted to be amongst the people and just like them. I didn't want no special treatment. Not at camp. It was a whole different situation for me at camp. I wanted all the special treatment. I wanted to not be able to do whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was the worst kid. Now, it wasn't bad. There were times where I'm sure I was annoying because my mom was there. And I'm like, I'm going to get away with whatever. Like, you know, my mom could go to the store and bring me things back to camp because she was there. Just little things like that the other kids didn't get. But I did hook my friends up. So if you were nice to me, you know, I hooked a friend or two up. So that was my favorite thing about being at camp. I recognized then and now that being a staff kid was probably very annoying to the counselors and probably the other staff members, but I loved it and I have no shame. Sharika, I only didn't like the staff kids who didn't work. I'm on my EV vibe. If they worked, well, when I was a, when I was on staff, I didn't yeah. like that, especially mm-hmm. dining room. Ah, I worked with a camp director's daughter and my girl, her rose wouldn't be done. The mopping, the sweeping, the laying of the napkins and all that. And then it was, it was mm-hmm. all about teamwork when she didn't do her work. Okay. Oh. And I'm like, you know what? I got to get out of here. And that's when I eventually just <laughs> went to work in a different state. And it was awesome. I had three summers there. And I met one of my best friends there. Shout out to Patrick when I left North Carolina for Georgia because I said, I won't put up with this. <laughs> I um, wasn't a bad staff member. I was just a spoiled staff kid. I, when I was on staff, my mom worked in a whole different department. It was solo dolo. You got to work for your coins. Amen. I was trying to think. I went last because I'm like, gosh, do, do I have a least favorite part? Because even when I think about camp memories, I rarely think about the situation I just mentioned. I guess it was just, you know, whatever. This is very difficult. Something I didn't like. The food was great. The friends were great. The situationships were great every summer, you know, Halloween <laughs> thing. Now, I was never a wild child podcaster, so don't hear me wrong. I wasn't out there swapping spare or anything like that. I didn't get my first kiss until I was 22, but had a little summer playing and it was great and it always ended by fall which was great for me because I was just the type of person I like someone until they like me back and then I just lost interest I was trash 
heard that. <laughs> Golly, my favorite. I love when we did the musicals. I loved, I just loved everything about camp. You know what? Okay, this is my favorite thing. I like that at camp, I feel like I just discovered who I was. It was like all year long, you know, I have three siblings and my mom, she stays busy and doing all the things. So all year long through the school year is kind of like a whirlwind. But at camp, I felt like I was pausing and just getting the me time, connecting with who I was as a young woman, as a Christian, as a friend. Like camp will put you through so many situations where you just, I don't know, it's like summers of self-discovery and maturity and growing and learning. So I think that was just my favorite thing, connecting with myself and God and nature. Least favorite, I guess by the time I started working as a teenager, I've always been somebody who's like, I haven't really had like my own little clique. I've always just been someone kind of malleable, like going through all the cliques, friends with everyone. And when I work, and even as a camper, I saw this, I hated when people left people out because I felt like camp was a time for us to just be cool and chill with everyone. But you know, if they're teasing someone for having the wrong shoes or we're the camp director kids and they're the no ones and da, 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 da. And I was friends with the quote unquote cool crowd. But when they weren't being cool, I would just drop them or talk trash to them and be like, y'all aren't even that cool or whatever. So that would be my least favorite thing. Just like the camp politics. I did not like that. Don't treat people poorly. It's not cool. So you both alluded to this. Did y'all have camp booze or bays? I guess I'll go first because I just talked about it. For the very first summer, I could name mine every single summer. And I know my first summer was my fourth grade summer at Junior Conservatory. And at the time in my state, they had like camp for four to six weeks. So it wasn't like a one week situation. Philip Anderson, shout out to you. You know what? Now that I think about it, this is another side note. I never, one, I never thought I would get married because like I said, when people, it was more about the game for me and just the excitement of, will they like me back? Oh, you like me? Okay, now I gotta move on to the next one. If I ever did think about marrying, I always, I just never pictured myself marrying a white man. It just, I was like, that's not the vibe. I'm not dealing with that. That's stress, you know? But Philip Anderson, he was a little dug. A little blonde boy. I forgot I had a crush on him. Dang. Okay, so I guess it was written in the stars. <laughs> I mean, no, it's to me. The cool thing about camp is you're just like in this little place. We call it the camp bubble. So everything seems more exciting, more fun. Da, 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 da. You see these people every day. One day at camp feels like three weeks. So you mm-hmm. can have a situation for two or three days and it feels like forever. And then when y'all break up or you see them give somebody else their canteen, then it's a problem. And it's all this excitement. <laughs> it's like a soap opera. So yeah, every summer I had a little one or two little situationships. But then when I got back to school, I was like, well, you know what it is. That's <laughs> it. All right, Sharika, what was your little situation shift like? Uh, I had a few camp situations, not a lot. I always liked somebody at camp, but not every summer did I have someone, but a few summers I did. I remember one summer almost about to fight a girl because I heard she was kissing my camp boyfriend and it was about to be on and popping. I was trying to get in that girl's cabin. People were holding me back. 
I was trying to fight the dude and we I was chasing him around camp. It was a whole thing. Like Sabrina says, like it sounds so silly and it really was. But it's also like she says, like it's like being in the same place with people for so many days. Like every day does really feel like it's been a week or two. And so you feel like you didn't been with this person for four months, but it's been like four days. And you're young too. So it's just like, what else are you doing? So it's just about having a good time. And I'll put my husband on blast because we did start talking one summer at camp. My heart was in it from day one with this guy. Why at the end of summer, my husband hit me with a, I thought it was just a summer thing. I said, oh, my heart was broken. I was trying to carry, carry this on to the rest of my life as I still worked it out. No, let that be noted. But at that end of that first summer, my husband our little camp boyfriend, he wasn't even really my boyfriend boyfriend. In his mind, he was just like, I thought it was a summer thing. I'm trying to go on back to my to college and be about my own life. This is when we were working at the time. But guess who got the last laugh? Me. Or both of us, because now we're both happy in relationships. Evie, I'm not going to judge you because I already know how it is. So you can be free to tell whatever you want to about your camp booze and base. Yeah, but I ain't going to go too far. I'm also a smart man. I would say that, yes, I did through the years, whether as a kid or as a staff member. And I wouldn't necessarily call them Kent Booze or Bays. That wasn't really my thing. It was people who mm-hmm. we had similar interests in and we kicked it. I wasn't, I don't think I was out here saying, oh, you're going to be my boo or hey, like it would never like be my girlfriend and none of those conversations. Well, sometimes it was getting to know people who you've probably known for a while because of different events or going to the same church, but just different locations of that church. And then it was people who, Nobody knew. They happened to stumble upon this summer job like a lot of other people. You're like, okay, where are you from? You seem a little, as Sabrina said, you try to bring everybody into the fold of knowing each other. But when everybody already got these little clicks and circles, you have those one or two people who isolated to their side. And I'm a naturally, I would say, friendly person most days, um, maybe three or four days out of the week. You can catch me being a friendly person. The other three or four, I'm ignoring people and isolating myself. So I, I know how it feels at times. So I would seek some of these people and then I would just go sit next to them and say, hey, how are you doing? Where are you from? And before you know it, there'll be all types of conversations that lead to all different types of avenues and lanes that pique the interests of a young teenager. I would you say, yes, like I did. Hey, I'm practicing. She's like, you know? I am not incriminating myself in this conversation. I'm going to give you hyperbole and give you scenarios that I may or may not be involved with, but I'm just telling you what I saw from the outside may have been on the inside. This sounds like a politician response to me. They may or may not be listening, and I don't want to bring up or rekindle memories therein. You know, people have that evolved and grown and are that. living their happily ever after. And these people, you know, I don't know what they got going on in their life. I don't want to rekindle those memories for them. <laughs> So. See, I own the two before my husband. I don't talk to them anymore. I am friends with one on Facebook, so I feel like well, I doubt he even listens to the podcast. And if he did, oh well. <laughs> he remembers me chasing him down at camp. What? <laughs> Wait, run that back. Why were you chasing somebody down? Because I I don't know if I saw I don't know if I saw him or found out or heard that he was kissing another girl at camp. I really was just wanting to have a conversation with him. His friend told him to run and it became a, it became a manhunt. 
at that point. So um, we all worked at camp. What different jobs did you guys have? I was a dining room girl for like four summers because I work. I think I started working when I was 15. And then from then on, I was in the creative arts ministry. So with the music and arts camps, we call them conservatories in my program. And I was the creative arts instructor. Although when I did that in Georgia, it was double duty. So I was a creative arts instructor and a counselor. And then the next summer, creative arts instructor and the head counselor for the program. And that was difficult. I love being in the cabin that I think being a counselor is probably my favorite job because those mm-hmm. kids, I have the most hilarious stories of kids in the cabin. They are kids are just so funny and they just bring out the most joy. I remember going in the cabin one night because there was a lot of commotion and I went in there and there was like this eight-year-old just twerking her little life away. Well, at the time, maybe they called it crumping. And I was like, it's one o'clock in the morning. I was like, what are you guys doing? I flicked the lights on. And she was like, oh, me and -and so-and-so are having a dance off for Alejandro's love and whoever wins. (laughs) I'm like, I know Alejandro. This little boy's not, he's he's sleeping in his cabin. (laughs) I don't have a dance. You don't get your cute little body in bed. So love being a counselor. Then when I took that position at a camp back in the Carolinas, I wasn't a counselor anymore, but I would try to visit the cabin every so often to be with the kids. But I love being a creative arts director every summer. That was fun. It's great. The two roles that I had were a dishwasher for a summer and a half or so. And then I was counselor. The dishwasher illustrate because you're talking about like you and at this time for the guys, you know, knocking it out. But also I found time to engage with people by being one of the few males who was willing to be on the serving line. So you get to see all the campers come through. You get to wrap with mm-hmm. your staff, friends, those who do other roles like lifeguarding or ropes course or arts and crafts or anything else, or even some of the older ones who were counselors. So that was always fun. And then after that, when I shifted to being a counselor, you know, that was definitely the vibe because you get to just be with the, the youngins or as we would say in Florida, you just get to be with the jits all day. So that was definitely fun being the one who basically a parent for the week for this group. And then you become at least for me, become attached to these people where years on by, you get to remember them or for those few kids who were there all summer because of various camps. It's like this kid will come to camp week one, week three, week four, week five. And it's like they hoping you're hoping to for some of them, hoping to have them back in your cabin because of how solid they were. And others, you you just see a name on list. Like, because we'll get our list on the first day or opening day, what we call it, of the week. And you be like, you just look through your roster and like, who do I have? Who do I have? Oh, snap, I had him last year. Oh, man, I just had him last week. Oh, why are y'all doing this to me? Like, can we switch this? Like, why do I have this mm-hmm. eight-year-old in their cabin with all these 10 or 11-year-olds? Like, EB, it's okay. It's going to work out. No, not going to work out. And also, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't mention it earlier, but another least favorite was in Florida, we could not at the time, now we have advanced and evolved, but at one point, we could not take showers as campers in the cabins. So we had these most disgusting things that we call bathhouses. So you're talking about 150 to 180 kids taking showers in these six little individual stalls and just imagine all the mess, all the dirt, all the Mm. gunk just in this one place. And as a counselor, as I got older, I'm watching this and I'm just like, I used to take a shower in this place. This place is disgusting. Like, why are we doing this to these kids? But now we evolve and now we have better cabins. So shout out to God and the people who he give finances to, to, you know, bless camp for these kids because my experience was rough. Yeah, I can manage 
that bathhouse sounds like a cool bathroom to me. I worked in the dining room several summers. I don't even know how many. I was a dining room hostess. Then I was a head dining room hostess. Coming back the next year, I wanted to do, I forgot what they called it. It was like over all the whole dining room, the dish room. Like the head dining room hostess was like, over the dining room girls. And then the, I forget the position above that was over the dining room girls and the dishwashers, like all the, the whole kitchen staff. I wanted to do that the next year, but then they were short on counselors and I was of age to be a counselor. So they really forced me into counselor. And I did not want to be a counselor because I didn't want to be with the kids all the time. I like to be with the staff and kiki with my friends. But it was actually pretty fun being with the campers and I would wake them up with the same song every morning. It was Joy by the Newsboys, which I still love to this day. When it was time for them to get up, I would blast it as loud as I possibly could. I wake them all up. And it was so much fun. Then one morning I didn't do it because I thought, oh, let me leave. Let me let them be. And they were like, where's the song today? And I'm like, oh, they actually did love the song. Then I came back. I was working on somewhere else. And then I had to come back to camp because they needed help. And then I worked in the office, which that was fun. The only bad part about that was having to get up before everyone because I had to play the little bugle music and wake everybody up. So you had to be there super early in the morning. But besides that, it was fun. So working in the office, because you've got to chill most of the time and answer phones and you're indoors, not outdoors in the hot sun. My last question is, do you guys feel that camp today is similar to the way it was when you were growing up? Or do you feel like it's totally different? Yes and no, right? It's similar because you still have people who are coming to most times um, a safe place and interacting with people from all over the state and having arguably probably the best week that they've ever had most times. And I say most times because you have some kids who day one, they feel like they're ready to go home and day five and six, they're ready to go home. And it wasn't a good experience for them. Um, But when you're just at camp for me, you seeing kids, the way they jumping off the diving board, the way they running around, the way that they're playing games like Gaga or human foosball or basketball connect Four, like all of these different things, the, ju- the pure joy, as we go back, our kickback invite middle name, the pure joy that these kids have is just simply amazing. The engaging slash loud slash active bodies that you see in a dining room during three different meals throughout the day reminds me of how I think it was as a kid. Like, I don't remember every little thing as a kid when I was going to camp, but it definitely seems to be very, very fun. Some of the stuff that's different is, of course, you get older and stuff that you thought was fun now it's still fun for the kids and it's great for them but when it's time to do some of these camp songs i'm like yeah i'm not doing that thanks though um <laughs> this is for the kids they are having the greatest time in the world now some of them i can rock out with them the other time i'm like yeah i'm gonna just sit this one out and then you have just different program elements that i'm like i wish we had this as a kid or i wish we had some of these games as a kid naturally people or leaders evolve things to make it better as best as possible so that's some of the things that i see that are similar but also different but i think at least the camp that I grew up at and the camp that I got the privilege of working at now is still the main focus. Like our, our kids coming to know Jesus and our kids having fun. I think the the premise of camp is d- the same. Like you said, you still come there for the same reason. The things that I feel like are different, like I don't think the kids get away with as much as the kids used to get away with when I was younger. People were doing all kinds of stuff that I don't think they can get away with these days. As you know more, you do more. Just like when our parents were younger, like we used to be in the car with no seatbelts and now there's seatbelts. So you can't be just sitting on, you know, secure. I think that was how it was with us at camp. We used to do all kinds of stuff. We, I mean, I think people probably 
kids still sneak out? I would assume, I don't know. But when we were young, that was a regular occurrence. We would sneak out of the cabins all the time. There was curfew for kids, but then there was also curfew for staff. We would sneak out as staff members and be out when we shouldn't be out. We would do um, pranking and stuff. And I remember sneaking out of the camp from the girls as a staff member and pranking the boys. And then they would come back and sneak out the next day and prank us back. I don't know if they'd still do that, those type of things. Y'all be there now. I haven't been at camp like that in a while, but we used to do all kinds of fun stuff like that. We snuck out and had a late night dance with music and everything in the dark, just fun stuff like that. I don't know if the kids are still doing that. Agreed. A lot of what Sharika said was happening over where, <laughs> where I was. And I would love to have another camp episode, maybe at the end of summer because I just feel like you know I'm off my game today and I'm like there's so many things I want to say but my brain just isn't with it it's just not there but we were definitely doing the uttermost staff to us as campers and vice versa I remember a counselor literally pushing me through a cabin window into the boys cabin so that I could go in and steal their mascot and tape our ransom note um the boys weren't in there they were swimming or something but we would play pranks on each other constantly like that. I mean, it was just, it was all fun and games. That was like before I went to high school. That was, I think, before a a camp program we used by a guy named Bob Ditter, where he was like, you know what? Y'all can't be doing these things. The kids are in danger. So it's very (laughs) different in that way. There's a lot more uh, precautions in place. what, What do we call it? America, Camp America? They have a whole little uh, encyclopedia worth of <laughs> procedures and things. So counselors mm-hmm. don't push campers through cabin windows to play pranks. And But definitely all the pranks that were played, everything, that was just very, very different than today. And what's similar? Just the way that camp can change lives. And quick shout out mm-hmm. to the movie A Week Away, y'all. It's on Netflix. I'm going to warn you. It's a little bit cheesy, but they nail Christian camp culture. It is so great. It is so funny. And I really believe a week, even just one week at camp can change the trajectory of someone's life for the better. So I'm all about mm-hmm. that. And that's still very true today. So if your kids have never gone, give your kids a summer at camp. They may hate yeah. it, but then they might love it. I do remember those kids that be crying the whole time. Be like, get them out of here. I do. I forget about those sometimes. But when EB said that, I'm like, yeah, there was those kids that hated every single minute of it. And they were, I want to go home. I want my mommy. I remember those kids. But for the most part, most kids loved camp and had the best time. So if you have a child that's never had that experience, definitely give them a chance. And if you're a young person, teenager, there's a camp that needs your help. Go there and support a camp. Amen. So friend, do we have a mindful matter today? Sure. Live, laugh, love. There you go. Okay. (laughs) I told y'all I'm on my game today. But seriously, I just want to remind you guys, live happily, lean and life is short. Tomorrow is not promised. And a lot of times we do take things like health and waking up every morning for granted. So lean into living. It's such a blessing. It's a huge miracle. Like, do you guys mm-hmm. ever think deeply about life or like sit there think I'm breathing right now? Da-da-da-da-da. Is this a stimulation or whatever? But mm-hmm. you know, like, life is incredible and it's not an accident you know uh, what god has done with his creation is just bomb so take advantage of that so that's the live part 
laugh, find humor in every day. And you know, I'm just kind of going off the cuff right now, but that's okay. Y'all can lean in and press them too. Shriek and Evie, if you have something to say about one of the live forms. <laughs> I was totally joking when I said that because I did not have anything, but you know, I'm going to lean into it. Find humor in every day. And I like to find humor in every situation. My husband will be amused by me because sometimes if a situation is upsetting, I'll just start laughing. And he's like, well, I can't tell you're really mad because you're smiling. I'm like, because it's funny. The things that upset us are funny, but also still can get those two pieces of clothing off. (laughs) Whatever the situation is, like find every day, find something to laugh at. And finally, love. One of my favorite quotes that I've heard, I used to hear all the time at this old yoga studio I used to go to, and they would say, love the one you're with, whether that's somebody that you're dating, whether that's yourself, whether that's your job. Like, I feel like that advice was about taking advantage of the moment and not worrying about oh the grass is greener on the other side like it's like the same as like watering the lawn that you're on if you want the grass to be greener and living in the present moment like not focusing on past mistakes or just what happened in the past and not always pressing towards the future. Sometimes life can feel like a huge rat race, right? It's like, I got to get through high school and then I got to go to college and then I got to get married and then I got to have a kid and I got to get this job. And it's like, when does the gotta just stop? When are you just Mm. enjoying? So there you go, Sharika. You wanted a mindful matters. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, we definitely can live, laugh, and love. But unfortunately, not a lot of- You're going to bring us down? Yeah. bring us down? Oh, Lord. Um, And I I have no intentions to bring people down or to bring things down. But I I do want to make people aware of some of the tragedies that continue to happen in the world that we live in. At the time of, I guess I'll say you guys listen to this, and I don't know what- state of condition she'll be in today. But two weeks ago, or yeah, by the time y'all listen to it, it'd be two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, British Black Lives Matter activist Sasha Johnston was shot in the head in Southern London. I know oftentimes when we think about racism or when we think about Black Lives Matter or when we think about the injustices that happen, most people just point to the United States. But I just want to bring attention that racism is everywhere. Whether you're fully aware of that or not, it can be on this continent or on the other. I'm going to say the other five because I'm just going to take a wild guess that no racism happening on Antarctica. Like if it is, then that's just beyond me. And that's sick because there's other things that they need to be worried about. But racism is everywhere. And for a person to just be chilling and to get shot in the head because of what seems to be her fight for justice for marginalized people or people who are being mistreated for the sake of their skin is just mind-boggling to me and that reminds me of just the evil that we continue to have in this world so as we think about what sabrina just mentioned as far as her mindful matter um i would just hope whatever you're going through live laugh and love other people like find a way to just engage other people in a way that does not diminish or degrade or cause a sense of destruction to the things that God has allowed us to experience or enjoy together. Hopefully she bounces back and she gets out of this critical condition. Mm. I'm just praying for Sasha Johnson, her team, her family, those who know her personally or even professionally. I just know it's probably hitting them real hard that somebody who's fighting for a sense of equality is not doing well right now because of the evil acts of an individual. But in a few weeks, I got something else for y'all that might bring us a little more 
lovely or vibrant conversation. But for today, that's all I got. Well, EB, that was very sad. But honestly, we need to know about the things going on around the world. And sometimes, you know, Sabrina and I said, we don't always be up on the news. We don't always be up on the things. But when you share those things, EB, it helps us to go and do, do our research and find out more about these things. And it makes us aware of the stuff that is going on. So you know what? Even though it was sad and it was devastating to hear that that happened to that woman i appreciate you bringing that to the kickback because we can't always be sunshine and rainbows sometimes you need to know the hard truths and sad things of this world it's good for us to know those things even though sharika teased about oh are you going to bring the temperature down if we think everything's all all right all over the world we won't fight for justice and Mm -hmm. fight for right and we won't press on for things that really truly matter so stay connected enough to know what i need to be praying about and Mm -hmm. fighting for so eb Thank you. We we do appreciate that. So my little recommendation, I don't really like to normally tell y'all to spend your money because, you know, times is hard. But there's a graduate that needs your blessing today. I don't know who they are. You know a graduate in your life. And this is grad season. There's some young person that just graduated high school that's like, I got to go to college. I need a Walmart gift card to help me buy my little groceries when I get there or something. So bless a graduate today. I'm not saying give them a thousand dollars, but if you got to do it, I mean, they won't be, I'm sure, turning it away. But give them a little $25 gift card or something, something for a graduate, whether it's high school or college, whatever. So a graduate needs your encouragement. They have been through hell with this schoolwork. It's been a while since I graduated. But from what I heard, it ain't all that easy. It is not always that wonderful. So I can say encourage a graduate and bless them today in some kind of way. All I can think about is that time Sharika and I were practicing a little dance routine for Easter and I got clocked in the head by her oh. flag. And I just want to play Sharika saying they've been through hell and her hit me in the head. I'm going to make a little video oh for y'all God. and post it to our socials. If you think I'm kidding, I'm not. That's, that's hilarious. That I made that video so for a time such as this. That is terrible. I felt so bad, you guys. First of all, I felt bad just now when I said the H word. And and then she pointed it off. No, she didn't. When she said it, she was laughing. She was leaning into the camera like, ha, ha, Sarika, it's fine. I know that that people get tied up about that kind of thing. That's why I did that. Y'all, it's AT Double Hockey Sticks. It's fine. I said, I'm sorry. I'm an AT Double Hockey Sticks. And if you know, you know I do not be cursing like that. I don't even know cursing if if it's a bad word. That's why I said it. And now I regret it. And now I regret that I accidentally, (laughs) listen guys, I accidentally hit Sabrina. I felt so bad. And now, so now I'm ashamed by all kinds of things. Stevie, you go because I'm sad now. See, she skipped me. You saw that, right, y'all? Yep. That hit energy. That hit energy. Um, so I'll go kind of pick up a little bit on what Sabrina had mentioned earlier. Live every moment, laugh every day, and love beyond words. There's a YouTube video that I want y'all to watch. 1993, Jimmy Valvano, V-A-L-V-A-N-O is his last name, his SB speech. It got different versions. Some are three minutes, five minutes, 11 minutes. But I feel like you watch any of them, you will be truly inspired by his life and his words. Baby, thank you for putting up with our shenanigans over here. Amen. I can't wait to watch that YouTube video. All right, friends. I'm going back to the period talk. If you're uncomfortable at the beginning, you're going to be uncomfortable at the end because I am going to suggest the Honey Pot Company. 
stay clean, fresh, and balanced, even during your period with their naturally derived products. You guys, their products are awesome. They are herbal. Well, you can get the kind that are infused with herbs or you can get the kind that aren't. But listen, I love the herbs because they give a little cooling sensation and those cramps are decreased and it's all natural. Their products are plant-based and it's just great. Sometimes you don't think about what you're putting near your body, especially like the more sensitive parts of your body and those chemicals or the chlorine and the dye, all the things in those, whether you wear pads, tampons, whatever, it can take a toll on your body after years. So even if you don't want to try the honey pot, if you're like, I don't need anything cooling down there, that's fine. You can, <laughs> I wish y'all could see, see what we see. And we, I know we said we we're going to get a video in January and we didn't, but forgive us. It's pandemic times. Okay. That being said, if you don't like that, there's so many brands out there of organic menstrual aid. And I know you're thinking they just slap organic on anything now. Like somebody was, I saw something the other day that said a lemon was organic. Guess what? Anything that has a skin on it, it's, it's naturally organic. So I know that sometimes people just throw these terms around, but these organic menstrual tools really, really can and do make a difference. So check out the honey pot. If you go to Target and they're sold out because they were sold out for months, it was so hard for me to find them. They do have awesome website that we'll put in the show notes and you can also find them on Amazon. I love our podcast. You can get all kinds of information here. Listen, we be covering all the subjects. Tell a friend, share their wealth, because we give some good knowledge and some fun laughs here. So live well, laugh often, love much. And if life tries to kick you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.